0: Ahoy, and welcome to the Open Journal Blogcast. Here we're gonna be talking about mental health and all things related. That includes illness, wellness, stigma, and support, and most importantly, some of your very own personal stories. We're gonna be covering projects, campaigns, education, starting conversations, and looking at some of the tools that support our wellbeing as well. I'm Mike, and while I'm being mindfully mindless, hopefully myself and my amazing guests We'll be able to show you, you're not alone out there. These are not real people, they do have struggles. And it starts to get on my nerves, I just shut down.
1: So many people suffer from mental illness.
0: To get the word out that men have got to start talking.
1: So I told everything and her face dropped.
0: A lot of people don't understand the depth of the situation so they can appreciate, yeah. You
1: know. It's difficult dealing with our minds and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most. I mean, this,
0: this, this shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting. ahoy and welcome to the podcast and to episode 213 i hope you're having a great week out there i hope you're enjoying the sun having lots of sun down on the south coast of the uk at the moment it's it's absolutely gorgeous outside it is a little bit chilly still when the when the breeze kicks up it's still quite chilly but it's really really nice to see some sun it's nice to kind of feel the 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 kind of the positivity coming with spring with the possibility of kind of lesser restrictions at uh, kind of coming up a little bit later in the year, I think that's really exciting for us to look forward to, and of hopefully uh, an opportunity for us to engage in more in different ways. Um, I'm also kind of reminded at this time, like actually, some of the amazing things that have happened over the last year with the use of kind of online communication, um, with Zoom, Teams, Skype um, being used to to just have more conversations and. Um, like the increased accessibility of those and I'm particularly reminded that because of this podcast because of the opportunities that I have to speak to so many different people from so many different locations um, about their their kind of their various stories and insights and journeys and I think there's a, a real opportunity and a really um, strong and important thing to carry forward from the last year of yeah just the accessibility that we have now we're so fortunate to to have those opportunities to host conversations to to have those um discussion points and and just to have that time with each other online i think is really valuable today and in this episode I am delighted to welcome another new guest Katie will be joining us today. We are going to be speaking uh, around some crisis level conversations and some aspects of suicide prevention as well. Um, So just a little warning there for, for some people that might find this episode a little bit more difficult to listen to. I think some of our conversations just felt really quite poignant there were um, kind of parts of Katie's story that I really connected with and really resonated with and also bits that I really learned from as well so it was a really interesting conversation we also touch on the kind of the use of um, art or, or the arts and particularly kind of writing and and singing and performance um, as a way to kind of express some of those thoughts feelings emotions that are going on for us as well um, we hear from Katie about her experience as an artist uh, as a singer um, and also some information about um, some of the work that she's done in the past um, some of her songs that are available as well um, and I will be making sure that we've got a link in our show notes uh, over to some of Katie's music so you can go over there and find her so we'll be leaving some links and things like that in the description please do go um, listen to our music um, hear what she's got to say I think it's yeah as always i think this is a really important and um for me an enjoyable conversation i think these are are sometimes quite difficult conversations for people to have but they are so important and they're they're so valuable um so yes a huge thank you to katie for coming onto the podcast for sharing her experiences her insights um and for sharing her music as well i think there's um a really nice follow-on from this episode so please do go uh, and listen to katie's music after this I hope you're all having a great week hope you enjoy this episode as always if you're interested in coming on to the podcast yourself you can find information about being a guest on the website which is openjournalbc.com but until next time i hope you enjoy the episode have a great week thank you for listening and you're not alone out there it's really nice to sit down and have an opportunity to talk we've kind of swapped a few emails over a number of months now so it's nice to finally sit down yeah. um, but how' is your how's your last couple of days how's your last week been
1: the last week has been pretty good in general I've been um, spending a little time off social media which has been nice <laughs> um, but yeah I mean it, it's just kind of a bit crazy at the moment I feel like everyone's going up and down emotionally and just trying to look forward, but also not get my hopes up about the end of lockdown coming. Um, but yeah, not too bad. I've been keeping keeping fitness going, which is helping me a lot with uh, mental health stuff. Just having that regular routine like every day if I can, just doing some kind of movement. And uh, yeah, not too bad, thank you very much. How have you been?
0: yeah I think probably fairly similar to you by the sound of it I think it's um it feels like we should be really optimistic with having kind of this this kind of roadmap of 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 our journey forward and I think it's nice it's a long-term plan it feels like it's an actual plan um which is good but yeah I just I think I feel very cautious
1: yeah (laughs) celebrating Yeah. (laughs) yeah
0: um yeah I feel very much like it's good I guess that they've got the um what is it like the earliest buy dates or something like that um but it's in my mind of like okay that could change by a few weeks and um you know they, you, I almost feel like there could, it could be tomorrow when there's a different variant so yeah I feel very steadily optimistic i guess (laughs) um cautiously optimistic of of kind of moving forward but i think it's yeah it is a time of starting to think about Mm. what does this next thing kind of look like for us what is this return to return to normal if that's the thing um so yeah it's it's an interesting time but i think um hopefully some positive news to kind of keep us going which is really good um
1: nice that it's come at springtime as well everything's starting to be a bit more comfortable (laughs) outside and the birds are coming and you know it's all a little bit more okay we can we can get through this (laughs) last bit
0: I think so I think so hopefully like you say uh, the kind of the it's slightly warmer it's slightly lighter we've got kind of that sort of spring feeling going on I think that's really good I think um it definitely felt for, for myself and for some of the people I've spoken to that winter was a really difficult mm. winter this year um kind of being on the end of almost like sort of 12 months of um, different forms of restrictions and um uh, a lot of people being impacted in different ways as well I think it just felt like a, a very difficult winter to get through and that almost feels like yeah, the news last week was great, um, but actually just getting to spring and the weather changing, I think, makes a massive difference. Yeah. Uh, but we kind of, we kind of hinted at a little bit there. We we we've swapped emails over a, a period of time now, um, so I've got a bit of an insight into maybe some of the things that you've done. But for everyone else, Katie, um, kind of, who are you, and and what's kind of led to us sitting down and speaking today?
1: Well, uh, my name is Katie, and um, I am a singer songwriter. Uh, based in the UK, of course, hence the accent. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm, uh, I've am i been a singer-songwriter for quite a long time, but I've never really taken it seriously until about three years ago. I started writing quite a lot. And um, I started releasing music back in 2018 um, because <laughs> I went through a very difficult period and uh, I used writing as my method of kind of processing everything and to cut a very long and painful story short um, my boyfriend at the time we'd been together for four years he developed very quickly um, a very intense kind of depression and he was in and out of mental hospital for couple of months five months and um he in the end committed suicide and it was just obviously devastating and so much to deal with because it was so out of the blue even though it was stretched over some very long months it was very much kind of you know it wasn't something that was expected at all um and yeah, I mean, anyone that's been through dealing with suicide is, would know it's just, it's just, you can't explain it really, but mm. it's pain and it's loneliness and it's grief, but with a, another level of kind of, I don't know, it's it's just like, it was their choice Um so it's got that extra difficulty you can't blame a disease but saying that I 100% do because mental health is mental illness is the physical disease it's not you know any different from getting cancer or something but it's um yeah it was a very difficult time and uh, I was writing anyway a lot when he was ill because I was having to deal with a lot um and then I just I got obsessed with writing because it was my my only way of kind of processing what's going on in my head how I was feeling um and I remember at the time after he died I was just um constantly listening to music that was really dark and sad and depressing (laughs) like daughter bands like that just really kind of sad music but in a way it actually helped me because I felt very connected to them as a writer and I thought oh my gosh someone else knows this kind of low feeling uh, which can be so lonely when you're in it um, and you feel like no one else has any idea so having experienced some of that music I kind of realized that I wanted to first of all publish some music as like a legacy thing to you know remember him in different ways, but also to potentially reach out to other people that had similar experience or um, needed to kind of hear someone else that was going through that shit so yeah i I started releasing then i I was working with um, a producer who I went to <clears throat> school with. Because I, train, I trained as an actor, actually. So, um, But I went to a performing arts school in Liverpool. And one of the music students, she became my producer for my first EP, which was kind of what I set out to do. And um, I finally finished and released it in 2019. And that was just the crazy <laughs> moment when that all happened. it was just like, I can't believe, done actually no I don't think it was 2019 I think it was last year 2020 (laughs) (laughs) anyway (laughs) it was a long process but we got there and um and from that I've just um carried on being a musician and um hopefully won't stop anytime soon um but yeah that's my kind of summed up story of how I got here
0: (laughs) thank you for sharing that I think it's uh, it's really interesting to kind of hear where, where people are um, finding their journeys and, and they come through in so many different routes and pathways. And um, I think particularly when we're talking about kind of the sometimes the crisis and the complex end of mental health, I think it's really important to kind of have that space and hear those stories and um, really understand kind of the the extent to which people can be affected Um, by mental health and I think um, there are so many different conversations and and ways that 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 can go and I think particularly over the last um, couple of years I guess becoming aware that there's this um, almost like this social level of uh, awareness and kind of passion for um, low mood depression anxieties and worries and I think it's great that we're getting that kind of awareness there. Um and I totally understand the mindset that we have some people that sort of say, Oh, there's there's more complex illnesses that don't get attention. Um, and while I agree with that, I think there's a sometimes a, a missed connection with depression and with um the the extent to which it can affect people, um, because it is not deemed a, a complex illness it's almost kind of not given the seriousness with with which I think it should be treated um and I I've got uh friends I've, I've been to school with people that have taken their own lives um and I think it's it's something that affects way more people than than we would know um and I think it, it's it's often in my mind from that regard that we kind of see depression and go, Oh, okay, people are aware and that we kind of reached a level that we need to with this. Yeah. Um and that's why I think while while hearing stories like yours are so difficult to hear and and um so connecting in a way to to really hear that, I think they they are so important because they remind us that actually this is something that Maybe it isn't complex, but it is very, very serious and it is very, very severe um, and it can have that impact. And it's it's not just on the person that is affected by that mental health illness, but the people that are around them as well. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm really glad that you, you're able to kind of share that with us. I think it's interesting that you kind of spoke about the transition of, of your own experience then with kind of how you felt, the emotions and the thought processes that you were going through. Through and being able to craft that into um, a, a coping strategy, I guess at first, and then into something that became productive.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, I'm interested because you kind of mentioned a few different bits there of. Were you already kind of like a, a someone that would write, someone that would script music, um, or has that been something that's come kind of after you've already been writing down things?
1: Um. I have always been kind of into music and I have dabbled with songwriting for years but never really was that good to be honest (laughs) and then um, well I don't know I might still not be good (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I started getting into writing properly through poetry Um, I'm not sure what the kind of stimulus was but I, I, I suddenly got into kind of quite abstract poetry um and yeah I really enjoyed just expressing what came out of my head it was quite a lot of kind of stream of consciousness type stuff so it was just what was going on in my in my subconscious mind and I found that really exciting to just like let whatever was in there come out and then um And then I kind of went between poetry and songwriting. And when all of this kind of got quite intense with him being ill, I started, I think I kind of lent on music more so because I felt that there was more of a, um, there was more to be expressed through Mm -hmm. music because I wanted the poetry, but then I think that everyone has this kind of internal just connection to music when you hear it. It's just so much more emotional so i think i kind of had to go down that path um to find that balance of like poetry and music um and yeah i think i think the whole production of a song it can it can say so much more than just the words like words are great obviously but um you know there's so many other layers to it so i think that's that's really why i got into Um, songwriting but as as much as I was using that to express myself I was also doing lots of kind of just putting down thoughts on paper and it wasn't anything productive in terms of creative but it was just me Mm. externalizing some kind of battle that was going on in my head and yeah it's um it's incredibly powerful and I mean you must know with your with your blog and we're kind of similar we've mm. had these experiences and we want to share them and we want to put them down and part of it is to share with other people and maybe help them but also it's kind of a it's understanding yourself
0: I think so I think you're right I think definitely I'd say from my point of view it's that's where it started mm. and I think that kind of I guess it's different for everyone but because that's where it started that kind of remains the core for me um my like my experience with depression and having sort of suicidal thoughts of being actually really finding it difficult to even just speak to myself about that let alone other people so I think um that for me the idea of writing things was was really important of being able to somehow kind of just push them out of my body um kind of that was the way for me like I've spoken to people that have done crafting knitting drawing um singing like range of different things um and I think for me writing was probably something I'd like to think I could maybe stitch a few words together but I'm definitely not a great writer but it was something that I could do and I could do privately I think was also a big thing for me um And yeah, over time, I think you you get to that place where you're kind of ready to share it with people and different people have different kind of objectives or hopes around that. Um, And I think for me, it was always that kind of this, still it was about me at first. It was like, this is viewable by other people. And that was about kind of me being comfortable with that. Um, And then kind of thinking, oh, there might be like, someone that this is going to help um but i think at first yeah just getting comfortable with okay i'm now sharing this in a at first it it was a very indirect way because it uh, wouldn't kind of promote it in the way that i would now um but just knowing this is something written by me and it is on the internet where anyone could see it um felt like a big a massive first step um And I think I kind of hear some of that with with the way that you're speaking as well. And I think it must have been um, quite a jump to kind of first make that decision to put this into something that you were going to share publicly. Mm -hmm. Um, But then also to get to the stage. I don't know quite what it is with, with your production where you go, like, here's the bit where I push the button and this is now actually a thing. It's not a concept anymore. It's now there. Um that must have been quite a, a journey and a turning point as to what you were thinking at that time.
1: Mm, yeah. It's um yeah, it's incredibly vulnerable to put yourself out there, isn't it? And just you know, it's the most and it's the most vulnerable thing you can do is to tell your biggest secrets of like what's going on. But it's also probably the most kind of humbling (laughs) thing as well because you just kind of you don't you don't really have to be alone in your thoughts anymore and you can kind of let people hear it and you know it's not like um, everyone that you know is going to suddenly read everything that you've written or hear everything but those that are interested like I'm sure that you've had a lot of friends from your your life kind of reach out and go actually I uh I read a thing and I actually can relate and do want to talk about it mm. <laughs> so it's it's funny and I think mental health is one of those things where so many people have experience in some degree um whether it's experiencing it themselves or through someone else or um but yeah it's it it, it is a process of kind of putting your ego aside and putting it out there because i think when you put something out publicly you're kind of letting it go but you're also accepting it as part of you and you're letting people see um and yeah it was uh it was scary because i uh, obviously it was like very deep and very important to me and i think it was it was scary showing people that i was close to because I didn't really want them to worry about me, mm. <laughs> and it was like very kind of some of it was quite dark and um but I think everyone else like you know I want them to know, and it's I remember there was a point um I think it was probably when he died I just went i have to I have to put this out there. I can't not do it now, like I was thinking about it before and and I just thought I have to do I have to make something out of this terrible situation I have to make something beautiful which was kind of the aim and uh yeah hopefully well I did that for myself really <laughs> to be honest
0: <laughs> that's but. okay I think we're, I think we're very quick to kind of not want to do things for ourselves aren't we we're very quick to want to say it's for other people and there will often be aspects of that we we want to kind of reach other people to make them know that it's okay to talk about this to seek support um but I think for uh, definitely I would say a majority of the people I speak to I think it it does I wouldn't say it's their core but at first it it comes from that need to um kind of self-realize or or um, kind of recognise and even to some extent, I guess, respect what they're going on for themselves and go, okay, this is this is a representation of of what I'm experiencing. Um, and I think it is important at times to sort of stop and take stock and go, actually, yes, this has been really important for me. And maybe there's aspects that I've taken from it that are really, really positive and that's great. But there's an element of I, I, I did and I do need to do this to process kind of what's going on. Um, and I think, yeah, I think that that's okay, it's more than okay, I think it's something that we need to kind of recognise more again to prompt other people to feel like actually you can share that, you can kind of engage with people, I think is important.
1: Um, I remember that like going through that kind of very dark period, um, I remember just feeling like I didn't want to forget the feeling of being there of experiencing that and I think that that's something that is quite amazing about art in general is you can kind of solidify something and have a an external memory um however loose you want that memory to be to other people but you kind of have it always then outside of yourself and you can always kind of return to it if you want to and I found that especially with kind of emotional um expression because I was going through some like really dark times and I I kind of developed a depression myself for a couple of months during the grief process I just remember going I can't forget this I can't forget how bad this feels because that's you know it's it's part of my life, and it's worth recognizing that I'm going through this. And I, you know, I and emotions. The human brain is so good at kind of processing emotion and going, oh, that wasn't so bad. And the further away you get from it, it's just like, oh, it, well, yeah, it was. It's hard, but it was <laughs> like when you're in it, you're just like, this is the pain. <laughs> <Hey, you know, laughs> so I think there is something satisfying about having that kind of forever um bleached memory in something um yeah and recognizing it's part of you and embracing that it's part of your story and your journey and your experience of life and that's beautiful in itself even if it doesn't feel it
0: (laughs) I think so. I think it um kind of echoes some of the things that you were saying earlier as well in terms of having that opportunity to kind of I guess accurately kind of capture what's going on for you right now and have that um that moment in time by doing it however you're doing it whether it's it is yeah in my mind kind of it it could be drawing it could be writing it could be kind of creating something that kind of represents that moment in time those emotions those thoughts and feelings for you and yes I think probably writing is maybe more transferable to other people for them to get a bit of an insight um I might be underselling art there <laughs> but, but it's possibly a bit more conceptual stuff going on um but I think it is really important to recognize the role that these uh, I don't know that you would call them skills but I guess they ask. I can't think of a better word than skills but that these skills kind of play in helping us manage our mental health kind of regardless of of certain illnesses or symptoms actually for everyone to acknowledge there will be times when we will feel low or worried or affected by different things um being aware that kind of stopping for a moment doing some some yoga or mindfulness or writing or drawing or or whatever else these are all really good coping strategies um and i would like to think in the world that we're in now that these are maybe a bit more incorporated into education for for younger people but it's definitely not something that I grew up with and I wonder kind of over a, a period of time whether you've started to identify things that help support you obviously this is one of them but kind of how have how have you identified those and how have those kind of crept into what you do now?
1: My methods of coping mm. well, do you know what I remember the The first week of dan dying. I felt like nothing was in my control. I felt very much kind of i didn 't know what was going on. I just felt completely useless, but one thing I did was go to the gym every day. <laughs> Luckily, I was in a routine before that, and i just that was the only thing I could do and and it's amazing how exercise any kind of movement any kind of mobility work whatever can just make you feel in control and you have an aim you do 10 press-ups or something and then you've finished it and then that's that and in that mm. kind of structure it's so like basic but like when you're in those really difficult times I think that that kind of just really clear um structure can help a lot that helped me so much um not to mention the long-term benefits of exercise on mental health Mm. yeah and uh writing for sure I think every time I come back to writing because it's weird I go through periods of not really writing much probably because I'm happy (laughs) 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 I'll go through like a couple of weeks of not writing anything and then I'll just suddenly start Thinking of tunes and like I've got voice notes on my phone. I must have three hundred from the last year (laughs) of ideas, and I'll just get loads of them in a in a row. And and every time I come back to writing, I just think I feel so connected to myself because I'm just fully embracing like what's going on. I'm not escaping it. I'm not trying to distract myself on watching TV or whatever. It's it's very much kind of facing yourself and it can be scary but it can just feels to me like I'm my own counsellor in a way because I mean I talk to myself as well that's this helps a lot (laughs) Um, but just writing it out it means that it's external it's not swirling around your mind and it's just yeah it's just really cathartic I think and I think that that is the first step if if I feel things are getting out of control for me it's just about talking to myself as if mm. a friend and some people might think I'm weird but <laughs> I think it's it's so good like you can hear yourself and that just putting it out in the world it just makes it more objective
0: I think it's had like a really good thing actually because I was thinking while you were saying that of um, like the difficulty a lot of people have with kind of verbalising and talking about what they're going through and actually getting into the practice of talking to yourself and saying it aloud, I think could be a really, really positive thing for, for people to try to um, almost practice or get ready to to speak to people Um because I, I I still think it's one of those things where we, we sort of talk about mental health and we kind of elevate the level of consciousness that people have. But it's often, I, I still find it's often a, a general conversation. We, we can talk about mm. depression and we'll talk about it as an illness and a general concept, but we won't talk about my experience or your experience. We'll just talk about it in general. And I think there is still that kind of slight disconnect with Um, personal stories the importance of hearing them and and actually connecting and and sort of revealing or disclosing or just generally talking to people about what you're experiencing and I think that's where in my mind I'm thinking oh, actually talking to yourself is a really good introduction to that if someone is thinking I I would like to talk to someone but I'm I'm just not I don't quite know how Um,
1: It, it can be so hard to find the words to express what you're feeling because it's completely internal, it's it's a it's a feeling and I'm I feel very lucky to have words that I enjoyed writing before (laughs) and using words to kind of find that but you know a lot of people wouldn't have that out outlay straight away. And so just just talking and quite often I, I go back to my acting technique, which is um it, it's it's a acting technique, which is um based on kind of fears and dreams. And the idea that every action and everything that happens and that you do is ultimately your objective is to avoid a avoid a fear of yours or to chase a dream. And. So if I'm kind of not really sure what to, how to say what I want to say or how I'm feeling, I'll just go, what are you scared of? What are you afraid of? And then I'll go, uh, okay, so if I'm scared of this, why are you scared of that? Because this. And just keep asking, like, why questions and, you know, what what is the worst that can happen and that kind of thing. I think mm. if you just start asking yourself, like, Difficult questions, the answers will come, but you have to ask the questions. And then you'll realize actually it's it's probably not as lonely or as bad as you thought, and then you'll be hopefully practiced enough to be like, okay, I'm gonna to talk to someone now, and I can say, look, I'm I'm dealing with this and I'm feeling this way because I think it might be to do with this, and you're kind of yeah, prepping yourself.
0: I think so, and I think realizing as well you kind of hinted at it a bit there so that we when we want to speak to someone or, or or approach someone we might not know everything that's going on and you don't need to know everything i think that's part of in my mind that's part of encouraging the conversation is because you can kind of discover like when we have conversations about tv or sport or something else it's often driven around there's there's a point of contention or different interpretations of something oh what did they mean when they said that or when it cut away and what can that mean and it's it's kind of that's where conversation really focuses on is where there's um something to discuss Um, and and like it seems it's it's almost funny that the the time that we really need that discussion to happen when there is so much kind of different possibilities different uh, interpretations of things we kind of shy away from oh like when I was in that situation I felt like that why could that have been and all the different things that could kind of happen there and kind of self-discovery is kind of shied away from because I think I don't know one of the things that I'm conscious of is also kind of you you have that fear of kind of appearing weak or or not being able to understand something and I think that's something particularly kind of I would say I think younger people sometimes at a certain stage in their life are affected by, I think it's something that, that we see more so in men as well, where there's a lot of identity kind of wrapped up in that. Um, but it, it's an opportunity to kind of host those conversations. So hopefully um, kind of people listening to this will also think, oh, this is a prompt for us to go away and, and think about um, the different ways that we use some of those tools or approach conversations. Um something i kind of wanted to to pick up on is um obviously you um were doing a lot of work towards the end of last year around um kind of the suicide prevention day um and a few different kind of um know, projects acronyms and things like that that happened as well that i thought it'd be nice to kind of touch on as well
1: yeah.
0: um so yeah do, do you want to tell us a little bit about about last year and what you were doing then
1: yeah so um Last year, I in October, on October the 10th, um, it was World Mental Health Day, and I was releasing a single called "Wait" um, around that time, and I realised the kind of link. I was like, I've got to do it. It was a song that I wrote for a friend of mine. It wasn't um, for my boyfriend, but it was a friend of mine who he came very very close to suicide thankfully he's he's doing really well now which is amazing um but yeah it really shook me it was just you know kind of felt like it was all happening again Mm. um and this song was kind of my it was actually for him so he he responds very well to music he's a musician so I was just like I don't know how else to kind of help him other than to maybe write a song (laughs) Mm. and I think he likes it Um,
0: (laughs) (laughs) when you get a song made for you you better like it
1: (laughs) um and yeah so it was a song called wait and it was kind of it's a song that's basically saying please just you know just wait just hold on because it will get better um which is always the case and um yeah I I was going to release it around this time and I was like okay I've got to do it on World Mental Health Day and then I went on to uh oh I can't remember which website one of the big mental foundation websites and um I saw that there was an acronym for how to deal with people that are going through suicidal thoughts or maybe going to attempt and how to like deal with them Mm -hmm. and the acronym was WAIT and I was like oh my god (laughs) this is a sign so <laughs> so i kind of was like right okay i've got to like start spreading this message and um yeah so the acronym is w a i t so w is watch out for uh signs so that can be a lot of different things it can be someone kind of trying to say goodbye um to people It can be someone like, you know, secluding themselves. It can be someone talking about death and can be quite obvious, but it can also be just a change in their behaviour or something not quite right. And then A is ask, just ask them quite not bluntly, but just be open about it. And that's that's the main kind of message for suicide and for mental health awareness i think we need to just be open to saying it just say are you suicidal have yeah. you had suicidal thoughts um rather than kind of skirting around the idea of just going like you know are you, you're not going to do anything silly are you or something like that just say it how it is um and if they're like no great <laughs> um and then but if they say yes then I stands for it will pass. So kind of try and encourage them that the thoughts will will pass, that things will change, that progress will happen. Um, Just don't act upon it now. (laughs) Um, And then T is uh, talk, talk to someone. So, you know, encourage them to reach out to a GP or to a an online counseling service or just talk to people about it um so that they can then start their process of of recovery so yeah so watch out for signs it will i uh, know ask it will pass and talk so yeah.
0: awesome I think yeah i i really like the the idea of kind of having those kind of points that you're looking out for as well and i think um it's kind of striking me that when you were talking about that the direct ask as well of like we've just spoken about how there can be kind of different interpretations of, of things that we see and this is a really important time to actually be really clear on on what you are seeing um and if you aren't sure or do have a reason to suspect someone might be struggling with certain things this is a really important time to to ask that question um all the way through from kind of are you okay to are you thinking about harming yourself that there, there there are there are prompts that are there that um i think again we've got that people are aware of this i think we, we've got we've got to that level and that's great but actual um confidence yeah. in in taking action if you saw it I, I kind of in my head i think of back to kind of when i did um uh, I think it's like workplace first aid and you go through, you get your certificate and I'm like, great. And I'm like, cross my fingers, I never have to use this. Um, and I think it's getting to the stage where people aren't just aware, they're confident that if something did happen, I would feel okay to go and approach someone to ask a question, to hear whatever they've got to say and to, as you say, kind of signpost to to GPs, Samaritans, cr- kind of crisis support. Um, I think is really important. So hopefully kind of the, the the work and the conversations that you're having is also that prompt for people to think about, okay, what can I do? How can I support the people that are in my circle? Hopefully they're not affected by kind of um, mental health illnesses and kind of um, this crisis level uh, support. It might be that they're they're just having a bad day or a bad week and actually you kind of asking that question and checking in on them can be the thing that helps kind of lift them up um and i think um that's sometimes the drop off as well as so it's like oh well, they're talking about kind of mental health the illness and that doesn't really affect me and it's like this is something everyone really needs this to to engage with and, and and support with i'm not quite at the level where i can pull stats out 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 the side of my my wherever you would pull a stat from um <laughs> but i think we we are seeing an increase in number i think um uh mind talk about kind of this one in four um and i've seen reports of it being less than that so one in four people being affected by a mental health illness um and i think we will have um see an increase over the last few years in the number of people that are taking their own lives as well um and i think i'm sure i've seen somewhere i want to i'm not sure if it's samaritans or it might have been the mental health foundation talk about i think it's one in ten people in their life will have a moment where they will have a a kind of a suicidal thought um and i think for me it's starting to get to the mindset where within uh, some sort of reason i think that everyone will have a moment where they will think about kind of self-harm or suicide for many people that moment will pass in half a second and there's no kind of emotional attachment or planning to that um and for certain people there is that 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 thought comes back um but i think by saying it's something that affects everyone maybe some people to a, a small degree but it affects everyone starts to open up that conversation and encourage us to say no we all need to talk about this we all need to engage with this um so i think yeah i think that's really important to to be able to incorporate it in in stuff that people will will access will enjoy away from conversations like this as well i think it's really important
1: and it, it's such a it's a weird one because asking directly has so many kind of attached fears with it so i i remember in my own experience. I didn't want to ask. I, I didn't want to say, "Are you suicidal?" I didn't want to say anything about the S word because I was thinking, I don't want to hear the answer if it's not good. I didn't want to put the idea in his head, which I think is quite a common um, belief: is that if you say it, then that will give them the idea, which is actually the opposite. Because if they if they have been thinking about it, then it's um can be quite good to externalize it out of their own head, and you know just the act of talking about it makes it real. And I think in some cases, suicide is kind of I like an idea that is fantasized on, and so by someone else bringing it up, it then kind of breaks the fantasy, and sometimes that can be a really good kind of path to finding a way out um but yeah so it's it's kind of attached with all these kind of fears from from the asking point of view mm-hmm. if if you think about it from the person that could be suffering just get to the point because it's such a it's such an important question if you if you have that feeling that maybe something is wrong you know you don't have a lot of necessarily a lot of time to just figure out how to say it just say it and just Mm. just be open and say how are you feeling suicidal or how are you really I I do that all the time with pretty much everyone I I see (laughs) I just go how are you really (laughs) but it's 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 actually one of those things I think just that question how are you really it can open up so much because then someone feels like they can be open and say how they really are because otherwise it's just a a greeting. It
0: It, it is I think um, yeah I'm loathe to say it's just a British thing but I think it very much is a British thing that it has been kind of turned into a greeting and I think having that opportunity to reflect on we all do it we did it when um, kind of when I clicked accept the first thing I said is how are you today or something like that and it is said kind of almost in jest now I feel like it's you're you're expecting a yes and a how are you yeah I'm also fine and and we move on and I think it's having that opportunity to then give time to that question or to re-ask it Um, once you're kind of in the flow of the conversation and you're past that initial greeting because I think so many people will say it as someone steps through the door as they pick up the phone um and it's like, is that really the time that someone's gonna honestly answer that question? Probably not. Um while the door's still open and they're one foot through. Um so yeah, having that time to to kind of stop and re-ask, I think, is a is a really big one. And I think we've touched on quite a few different ways that people can can start conversations, can get involved and um hopefully give some real thought around um the importance of, of those conversations. Mm-hmm everyone every day potentially some of those um, symptoms of maybe low mood or depression but also all the way up to kind of crisis level support and and really being able to talk to people Um,
1: Also, it's it's really what I really want to kind of do is to talk about the impact that it has on other people because I, I feel like there's a lot of talking about mental health but there's not so much of a of a reflect like we said earlier there's not so much for a reflection about the people that that affects and it can be really difficult and really lonely to to be kind of going through it but not actually experiencing it just having to be the support system and it can be so draining and um it can cause all sorts of other issues for you so i think you know like i want to share my experience because i feel like that's what I experienced and yeah and hopefully kind of encourage other people that you know they're not alone and that there are societies and there are different foundations and charities that kind of support people that are bereaved by suicide as well as you know people that have the mental illness so yeah.
0: I think a bit yeah a nice thing to kind of um, conclude our, our discussion today I think is Given that recognition for, for those people that sit around, that host the conversations, that ask the questions, that maybe um, feel some of the fallout sometimes from, from the situations that happen, I think is is really important. And again, probably another discussion um, that we could spend a long time on if we really went into it and in, in kind of a lack of um, conversations that happen around that, of being the supporter, of being the carer, I think is really important. Um, but I would like to kind of wrap us off. We've mentioned a few things in regards to kind of your singing and different bits and pieces, but if someone wants to find out a bit more about UKT or some of the things that you've done, where are the best places for them to go to um, kind of find out about you and about the music and and everything you're doing?
1: Yeah. Well, my, my name on, um, my artist name is actually Theta. So T H E T A. Um, So you can find me on Spotify and iTunes and YouTube and, all of those platforms. Um I'm also on Instagram and Facebook. Um not very active to be fair. <laughs> I'm trying to remove my own <laughs> social media habit.
0: <laughs> you can find some loose information about me there. That's fair. <laughs>
1: yeah, you can see a couple. Of from like a few years ago. <laughs> um yeah, but uh yeah I think uh, all the so- all the the music platforms are pretty good place to find me peter and um yeah enjoy my music i
0: hope you do <laughs> thank you so much for coming on and for, for sharing your own kind of personal experience as well i think as we said earlier i think it's it's so important for people to hear and i think for me personally it's it's really nice to sit and have this opportunity to to speak with you and to hear some of your experience as well so thank you so much for coming on and, and sharing that thank you so much
1: for your kind hospitality night and grateful <laughs> these are not real people they do have struggles
0: and it starts to get on my nerves i just shut down
1: so many people suffer from mental illness
0: to get the word out that men have got to start talking
1: so i told everything and her face dropped
0: a lot of people don't understand the depth of of the situation so they can appreciate yeah. You know.
1: It's difficult dealing with our minds and the suicidal thoughts were back. People knew that there was something not right, but they just never really said anything or probably felt like it wasn't their place to say anything. You're not depressed, it's it's all in your head. That's probably the statement I've had people say the most.
0: I mean this 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 shit is real and it's hard, it's exhausting